everyone. I wanted to do another rant today uh, because I woke up feeling like this was extremely important for me. Um, the longer I am on social media, the longer I just get frustrated with the world and feel like a complete hypocrite for participating in these social media DARPA experiments. Because at the end of the day, that's really what social media is. It is a big experiment. And every time I tweet or post a meme, DARPA and the United States Army and the CIA and God knows who else, the Pentagon, Department of Defense, um, they are tracking, saving, measuring all of my ideas, all of my thoughts, and they are also measuring and tracking your responses to them. And this isn't just me. This is every single user, every single person on the internet that has social media. And I have gotten to the point where I am past the mask. I almost feel like this vaccine has become the distraction for the underlying huge problem that is really going on, and it's DARPA. And I know that a lot of people hearing that, especially people in my family, I couldn't even say that to somebody. Nobody would even understand what that meant. Um, but I'm almost starting to think that this isn't about even a virus anymore. I, I mean, that's not even, I know that doesn't even make sense. It's not about COVID. This is about transhumanism. This is about shifting us all into this spatial web blockchain and making us these nanobots, these biotechnological transhuman energy producers. Like, that sounds insane, but in my mind, there's just no other way around it. And I'm to the point where I was, not that I was afraid to talk about this. I just, I have a lot of friends who are on Rockfin, but I started to have concerns about being on Rockfin. And when I first started my Rockfin, I was posting videos and I was gaining followers and Rockfin has a dashboard where they literally track every single thing about every single video. They track your engagement, they have all your users and you have access to every single user. So you can download your email list and 
you know, I would use MailChimp and I would send emails out to everybody to let everybody know if I had a new video. Um, but it was so in-depth, the content that Rockfin collected. And then we would have these, you know, meetings where they would want to know how I can boost my engagement and get more followers and bring more people in. And it almost felt, it's not like a YouTube where you're just like this content creator and you're just putting videos out and, you know, you're whatever. Like I've had YouTube channels and when you're on Rockfin though, it's almost like you have somebody that, you know, watches over your channel and then they kind of check in with you and it's kind of like, um, it almost felt like a boss or like a manager. Um, and, and these people were so nice and like excited and enthusiastic about what they were doing and genuinely wanted to help and gave ideas of how to boost, you know, how to bring people in and how to be more engaging and, you know, things like that. Um, I've worked in corporate settings before and that's kind of what it felt like to me, um, like marketing meetings. And I understand that because once you are in that system, you know, it's kind of expected that you, uh, like play the game or whatever, you know, have the meetings and try to bring more people in and figure it all out. So I just, th that was like the part of it that I didn't really like. Um, there was a lot of negative feedback that I was getting and it almost seemed, I kind of hit a wall where I was like, why am I doing this? Well, I started looking into, you know, what Rockfin is, and I learned that it's a blockchain company. Now, I know a lot of people aren't going to like hearing this. I have a lot of friends on Rockfin, but Rockfin is, in fact, a blockchain company. And it all started to make sense. And so... When I was on Rockfin, feeling guilty for charging people for my content, which I, you know, in the beginning, it felt weird that I was doing that and wasn't a big fan, but I gave it a shot. And I thought, yeah, I'll just try it. You know, everybody's doing it. Why not? But then over time, it just like that inner voice, that inner voice inside of me just kind of kept saying, you need to get out need to go. Like, just go do your own thing. You don't need this. You don't need this platform. And really nobody understood why I wanted to leave. And I know a lot of people said I was, you know, dumb for leaving because it's going to take off in five years and everybody's going to bank on their crypto portfolio and blah, blah, blah. But I don't care about that. was never about money for me. And I know that that's hard for some people to understand. And some people do this as a livelihood and a job. And that's great. And I respect that. But that's not my deal. So 
I decided to leave and I started doing some more research on blockchain technology. And it all started to make sense. And I wanted to share something with you guys that I discovered when I was uh, studying and researching the blockchain technology. And it um, sent me to this website of this guy who was a former program manager at DARPA. Now, if you follow me on Twitter, I've done a few threads on DARPA. And DARPA collects millions, if not billions, that they don't even tell us about, of our taxpayer money to do these experiments. Now, one of them is called the SMISC. Okay? It is called Social Media in Strategic Communication. SMISC. Now, the guy who wrote this article, his name is Rand Waltzman, and he is the former program manager at DARPA. Now, I'm going to kind of skim through this, but he created this uh, social media project experiment for the blockchain. Okay, so he writes... The general goal of the social media and strategic communication program is to develop a new science of social networks that are controlled and monitored, built on emerging, emerging technology base. The SMISC will develop automated and semi-automated operator support tools and techniques for the systematic and methodical use of social media to scale data in a timely fashion, and to accomplish four specific program goals. Number one, to detect, classify, measure, and track the development and spread of ideas and concepts, aka memes, videos, purposeful or deceptive messaging, truth, or misinformation. Okay, that's number one. Number two, to recognize persuasion campaign structures from content creators and influence operations across social media sites and communities. Number three, identify the participants' intent and measure effects of their persuasion campaigns. And number four, counter-messaging of detected adversary influence operations. Okay, so something you need to understand is they are discussing a blockchain environment. This is a blockchain environment that they are tracking, detecting, measuring. This is exactly what Rockfin is. Now, this is going to sound controversial, but I was thinking about this. I have been thinking about this a lot. And part of me wonders if when, when they were censoring everybody, you know, everybody was on YouTube and everybody was getting shut down, like all the best people, 
all the people that were gaining traction, all the people that were gaining followers and really engaging, smart, talented researchers and writers and content creators and truth tellers, all of these people, who some of whom I know are just amazing people. And sometimes I wonder if this wasn't the biggest psyop or trick to get everybody off of YouTube and over to Rockfin into a blockchain environment and to bring everybody over there, to bring all their followers. Yeah, it probably sounds crazy, but now everybody is on Rockfin and nobody is on YouTube anymore. And I'm not defending YouTube, but it seems like in the last six months, everybody and their mom is at Rockfin now. And I think that's pretty amazing. And I heard Alex Jones was now over there or something. I, I'm not over there. I'm not on it. Um, as you know, I, I left. So when I left, I lost my privileges to have a free account and access to everybody's content. But um, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder. And... I know a lot of people listening probably don't want to hear that. But I just wonder if anybody has ever had that thought before, for me. Like the thought that, you know, why are we all on this new blockchain technology? And everybody claims to understand Agenda 21. So, like, it makes no sense to me. And I'm just wondering why. So I wanted to read another excerpt from DARPA's Social Media and Strategic Communication. And it reads, the SMISC researchers will create a closed and controlled environment where large amounts of data are collected with experiments performed in such a way for development and testing. One example of such an environment might be a closed social media network of two to 5,000 people who have agreed to conduct social media-based activities within this network and agreed to participate in required data collection and experiments. This network might be formed within a simple organization or span several. Another example might be a role-player game where use of social media is central to that game and where players have, again, agreed to participate in data collection and experiments. Okay, so a closed social media network. Okay, Rockfin is a closed network it's behind a paywall. You have to pay to get in. You have to agree to come in. You know, once you're in, they, they monitor all your data. They look at all your data. They, they have access to everything that you're doing and all your content and all the activities and the, you know, your users, it's, it's data collection. And it almost feels like, is it an experiment? I don't know, but you have to agree to do it. Everybody that signs up has to agree. And then they have these, you know, role player games, these virtual reality environments which I'm not into, 
but that's a whole other story. So I just feel like it was, you know, finally time to just talk about this and ask questions because nobody is really talking about that. Talking about the same things like, you know, and I'm guilty of it too. For over a year, all I did was bitch about the mask and the vaccine. And, but now I'm starting to think it might be even more than that. And I don't think I'm wrong. Don't think I'm wrong. I think I'm actually onto something. And when we go back and talk about DARPA, I really wanted to get into this Pfizer vaccine and the transhuman agenda. And something you may not know is the CEO of Pfizer, and his name is Albert Borla. So this guy, his background is in biotech, and he's good friends with Bill Gates. He's a member of the Council on Foreign Relations. He has spoken at the World Economic Forum. So this guy, the CEO of Pfizer, is 100% globalist. Okay. He's also a member of the Washington, D.C. Business Roundtable with Jeff Bezos and Tim Cook. Now, if you go to Wikipedia or anywhere online and just look up Business Roundtable in Washington, D.C., it's fascinating who is part of this group. And you have to do some research. These people are not well known, but you'll start to connect the dots. Oh, this company. Oh, that company. Oh, this think tank. They're all connected. And not only that, but this council, the business roundtable, was the biggest single lobbyist for NAFTA and corporate interests and stakeholders. So what does that tell you? Tells you everything you need to know about this guy. Now, the leader of the business council, her name is Marlene Colucci, or she's Italian. Um, she's also a Jesuit Georgetown graduate and an independent director for XPO Logistics, which is a supply chain. Supply chain. She also attended Bilderberg. I mean, can't even write this stuff. So all these people that are part of this business council are also members of this elite club called the Alfalfa Club. Now, if you don't know about the Alfalfa Club, just do an image search and you'll see Supreme Court judges mingling with President Obama. You'll see pictures of Obama mingling with Mitch McConnell. You see these people are friends right and left. The thing that drives me crazy is when I hear people still talking about Democrats and Republicans. It doesn't matter. These people are the same. It's not about Democrat and Republican. That's theater for us. That's a show to make us believe that, that there is like this fight in the game. There is no fight anymore. It is like, it is game over. It's been game over forever. And even voting, it's like, especially after what they did in 2020 with this election. I mean, it's a joke. 
But what I find funny about the Alfalfa Club is that it's loaded with Jesuit Supreme Court justices. And it was named Alfalfa because of the plant, Alfalfa plant's root will, quote, do anything for a drink. Full of billionaires. And these people are all friends. Okay, so another article that I found of the Pfizer CEO, Albert Borla, he openly admitted that Israel is the, quote, world's lab. Okay, don't let him fool you. We are all guinea pigs in this deranged experiment, okay? Now he's talking about Israel. Now why is he throwing Israel under the bus? It's bizarre. But anyway, Pfizer is now seeking vaccination approval for children ages 5 to 11. And if you want to talk about a mindfuck, since the beginning, they have been saying, wear a mask. Then they said, don't wear a mask. Then they said vaccinations wouldn't be forced. Now they're basically leading up to the fact that they are going to force vaccinations if people don't start getting vaccinated. It's like gaslighting 101. And then, this is insane, Rained Out Rancast sent me this article. He copied like everybody. But it is literally, a, it's from the CDC website, and it's called Operational Considerations for Implementing the Shielding Approach to Prevent COVID-19. Now, yesterday, I was really tired, and when I was reading this, I was like, I didn't even know if this was real, if I was reading this right. So I reread it this morning, and this is what it says. What is the shielding approach? The shielding approach aims to reduce the number of severe COVID-19 cases by limiting contact between individuals at higher risk of developing serious disease and the general population. High-risk individuals would be temporary temporarily relocated to safe or green zones established at the household neighborhood camp camp or community level i love how they nonchalantly just threw the word camp in there okay so that's really all that you need to know about that. This is on the CDC website, and I tweeted about it yesterday. So if you're interested, you can read all about COVID shielding. Oh, guess who's behind COVID shielding? J.B. Pritzker. Fucking asshole. So, guys. So back to... The vaccine. Now, it's interesting because there's a lot of data collection going on, isn't there? There's data collection going on with this uh, vaccine experiment and online and the internet. So it's like there's this huge psyop going on. They're investing in our fears. They're collecting our data through memes. They are literally tracking the memes that people create. And the emotional responses that 
we give to them. If they make us laugh, if they make us sad, if they have an impact, if they draw attention, if they get a lot of likes. Like the power behind the meme, like it is, it has become culture. And I know you guys all know that, but there's a bigger picture to all of this. And I know some people like love the Kofi pass. They love the vaccination ID and they're actually proud of it. But what I think is so crazy is the brainchild behind the Kofi pass. And I'm not sure if you guys know this, but his name is Louis James Davis. Okay, Davis. Davis, um, I, if you guys follow me on Twitter, I just did a thread about the Bush family, who I'm going to be talking about. But the Bush Walker Davis family are an extremely influential American dynasty political family. His name is Davis. And I thought that was interesting. Louis James Davis is a former international rock musician who left music to invent the scannable digital health passport, Covi Pass, via his company, VST Enterprise. Okay, so this rock musician left music to invent Covi Pass. Like, I can't even believe they think we are this stupid. Okay, this guy for VST Enterprise, he hired neurobiologists. And what's interesting is a year ago when I was doing my research on Agenda 21, I found all these motherfuckers on LinkedIn and I reached out to every single one of them. And I asked them what they were doing for COVID Pass for VST Enterprise. And they all said no comment. I tweeted about that. No comment. What the fuck are you doing over there? You expect me to get on board with your COVID pass, but you won't even tell me what you're doing? And you're a neurobiologist. Okay. So now we know that the health passport was the brainchild of the World Economic Forum and the United Nations. And they found this clown who claims to be an international rock musician to invent it. Like, we all know that that's not true. And they're using blockchain technology to push the health passport. Okay, so if you go to the World Economic Forum website, they have all these articles about the COVID-19 health passport and how it's going to be the future for travel and events. And that's already literally happening. You know, I have a niece who's eight. She turned 18 and she got the vaccine so she could go to Lollapalooza. And her mom just shrugged her shoulders and said, she's 18 now. Parents lose control of their kids once they're out of the house. And so I was sad to hear that my niece got it, but it's her life. But anyway, if you go to the World Economic Forum website, all they talk about is blockchain technology. So that should be alarming in itself. Blockchain. You know, what is the blockchain? They want everybody on the blockchain. They want everybody on the blockchain for content. 
They want everybody on the blockchain for health. I just saw an article in Galesburg, Illinois. Galesburg, Illinois is now making students wear bracelets, colored bracelets that show their vaccination status. And I believe this is in high school, at a high school in Galesburg, Illinois. And of course it's Illinois, but that's what they are doing. So now there are claims that the Pfizer vaccine is 99% graphene oxide. Now, if you aren't sure what graphene oxide is, I really suggest doing some research. And the FDA has posted an ingredient list for the Pfizer COVID vaccine on its website, and so has the CDC. But now there's claims circulating that the Pfizer COVID vaccine is 99% graphene oxide. Graphene oxide is toxic to the human body and causes a number of problems. So there's no reason for this to be in here except to murder people. And that's a direct quote from Dr. Jane Ruby. She said, there's no other reason for this to be in here except to murder people. Okay, like, okay. So you have doctors coming out talking about graphene oxide. We know that graphene oxide nanoparticles neutralize RNA viruses. And that's the other thing. So we're all just going to pretend that the COVID vaccine doesn't have graphene oxide, which doctors are saying murders people. It contains nanoparticles, which are well established in mRNA vaccines as antibacterial and antiviral agents. Graphene oxide, GO, it's listed. It says it is effective against microorganisms. It says GO, graphene oxide, acts as a potent ideal drug carrier with high levels of antiviral agents. The combination with graphene oxide is found to show higher antiviral performance and reduce toxicity. Okay, so this website, I sorry, I didn't preface this. This is a different article, which is actually defending the graphene oxide slash silver nanoparticle that's in the vaccine that prevents viral infection. So you see the mindfuck here? You've got, as a researcher, you've got some doctors saying that this vaccine is going to murder people. And then you have these websites, like from, this is Brown University, saying that graphene oxide nanoparticles rapidly prevent viral infections, okay? So this is what they're doing. So it's a big mindfuck. But I think the main takeaway here is that transhumanists believe the merge of humans with nanoparticles will create a superior race that will feed off of organic molecular batteries. So who are the batteries? Nanotech manipulates materials on a molecular level. The fact that the vaccine has nanotech in it 
should sound off sirens for everybody. And of course, this goes into Revelations and the Mark of the Beast. And I cannot remember, I think it was some guy named Frank on my Twitter, but he made such a great point the other day, might have been a couple weeks ago, but there was a thread talking about Mark of the Beast, talking about how it could be the RFID biometrics or some sort of human integration into the blockchain, which is kind of like my thoughts on this. But Frank was like, no, the RF or the mark of the beast is our social security number. Try to do anything without it. And he's not wrong. Since they started the social security number and birth certificates, I mean, once you sign that birth certificate, your child becomes a ward of the state. Becomes a number on Wall Street, a stock on Wall Street. And I'm sure most of you already know this, but it's true. And the social security number, like you need it for everything. You need it to get married. You need it to drive. You need it to go to school. You, like you literally need the social security number to do virtually anything in life. So that was a really great thought from wherever you are, Frank. So transhumanism is exploiting us on an unprecedented level. We know that these people are transhumanists. You can see it in their art. You can see it in the music. You can see it in their advertising. You can see it in movies. It's predictive programming. It, this has been going on for decades. And once we merge our DNA into this control grid, we are no longer sovereign. This control grid is the blockchain, the spatial web. Okay, so back to Rockfin for a minute. So when I reached out to Rockfin and told them that I wanted them to delete my account because I couldn't delete my own account, they have to delete it. So I reached out and said that I was leaving and I would just like to take all my content with me and, you know, whatever. Um, I had an exit interview, which was like 15 to 20 minutes on the phone. And um, it was, I want to say like an interrogation, but um, they were just really confused why I wanted to leave. And they It kind of got personal. Like they wanted to know how I was feeling mentally, um, if there were any specific reasons why I was leaving. And it, it almost felt like an exit, an exit interview that they wanted more data from me. Like, how am I feeling mentally? Is that really your business? I was honest and I, I told them why. I said, you know, it's bringing negative attention and I'm just ready to stop. I don't want to create content anymore. And, you know, they did try to keep me to stay and tried to persuade me to stay. And I, you know, just said, no, I'm going to go. I just want to go. I want my channel taken down. So after explaining and after I felt like I gave them what they needed, they agreed to delete my channel and wished me well. And there's no hard feelings. And 
they're great people. But again, why can't we question this? Why is it so wrong when we are all in this truth community supposed to be questioning everything? And I question such a thing, oh, as Rockfin, you know? And I'm crazy now. I'm crazy for leaving. Okay, well, something very synchronistic happened after I left Rockfin. And that was I discovered Allison McDowell. If you do not follow Allison McDowell on Twitter, you are missing out. She is the leader in nanobiosensors and cybernetics, the blockchain. She is on top of it. She knows exactly what she's talking about. I love her research. Um, go follow her. But what happened was after I left Rockfin, I discovered her work because I started looking into blockchain. And I just want to read you one of her tweets from last week. And it said, if you respect my research about what blockchain really is, and you're still on Rockfin, I hope you take a good look at your business model. Also, if you're a Rockfin subscriber. Okay, so I read that, and it literally was all the validation that I needed. And I knew that I wasn't alone in this thinking. So I appreciate Allison's research. I think she is the only person right now saying anything of, of importance. I'm so tired of the fear porn. I'm tired of the masks and vaccines and all this shit. Like we know, we know we're living in the worst time possibly ever. Cause like what they're doing right now is awful. I do think we are going to survive this, but we just have to not comply. And I think we have to take a hard, serious look at the blockchain and think about the future and what that means for us as humans. They call it human plus. Human plus, look into that. It's transhumanism. Now it's like, why don't they just leave us alone? It's very bizarre. It's very bizarre what's going on. But you don't have to comply is the thing. And like I said, I have a lot of friends that are on Rockfin that are so smart and talented people. And I have reached out to a few of them and I've sent them, you know, my research on the blockchain and DARPA and the U.S. Army, and this article from Rand Waltzman. And I've said, you know, this is why I left. You know, what are your thoughts? And uh, every single one of them just kind of blew it off and just said, you know, I'm really happy there. And that's okay. That's fine. You know, they're making money. They're doing their thing. but. I don't know. Just wasn't for me. I guess that's all I have to say. It just was not for me knowing. That's the thing. You know, I get called a shill 
I get called so many names. Like I, two weeks ago on Twitter was so insane. I was called gay Jew chill, a dumb cunt, an ignorant dumbass. I mean, it just, it was like, it just was because I tweeted about flat earth. I had all these people coming at me. I shared some documentary, you know, so many people and followed me and told me how dumb I was for even like entertaining the fact that the earth might be flat. It was a documentary. <laughs> it was a really good documentary, but I think the point is, is that I, I have a very open mind. I'm open to hearing about anything. And even when I was on Rockfin, I was still researching about the company and what blockchain was because, because I give a shit. So, and I know what's going on with Agenda 2030. So I'm very confused at the cognitive dissonance within the truth community of people who claim to be fighting against Agenda 2030 and they're pushing all this you know, so-called truth out yet they remain on the blockchain. I don't understand that. Even after I've told them that, even after I've reached out and said, hey, like, check out this DARPA thing, like nothing, like crickets. So that's okay. You know, I don't appreciate being called a shill and that I am controlled opposition. Like I have no, like I'm not even a big account. I, when I had my first YouTube channel, I reached about 10,000 subscribers within like a month before I was shut down. So that's the most, that's the biggest following I've ever had. Cause then my second and third YouTube account got shut down. Like, so fast. And then that's what made me go to Rockfin. Cause at the time I was kind of annoyed with BitChute and how slow it is. And, um, I was on rumble for a little bit, but that was also, I just, I just don't have time. I'm like, I can't sit here and wait for these videos to upload. So I just got done with, I was done with rumble. Um, and then I wondered, I'm like, is rumble shitty on purpose? I mean, I don't know. Sorry, Rumble. I just, I don't know. These are the things I think about in question. And then you have to think about the social credit system and how this is, you know, playing into corporations and these capital stakeholders where people are pushing wellness and good behavior. Like this good behavior narrative around chronic illness is very disturbing to me. And they're pushing this, it's like biometrics and biosensors and these tiny little nanoparticles that can tell you what you need for your health. Now, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Santander Bank or Opus Dei or Day, Opus Day. They are a Roman Catholic organization which are heavily heavily invested in these studies. The Freemasons. Okay, this is a system of global domination. 
and it's all the same people behind it. There are so many articles out there that talk about electromagnetic hypersensitivity, biological effects of dirty electricity, and it's all tied into this blockchain technology. Getting your health online. Like my mother-in-law, I was just talking to my mother-in-law and she wanted me to help her into her health portal. She now has a health portal where she logs in and she can see literally virtually every doctor's appointment, surgery, illness, everything she's ever had. This is in Chicago. She now has a health portal. And that's fine. But I was a little disturbed looking at it because I thought, you know, health portal. And again, my brain just goes to the blockchain. And if you go back to my very first bit shoot video I did of the Supreme Court justices and how they're all Jesuits, Jesuit educated and Phi Beta Kappas. Well, I just discovered that two of them are Opus Dei members, Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito. So these guys pop up everywhere. These Supreme Court justices, guys, these guys are controlled. The Supreme Court is an illusion to make us think that there is, there are nine people in this country that are actually for the Constitution, when in fact it is a bold-faced lie. That's a hard pill to swallow, I know, but it's true. And now they're talking about companies that want people to have wearables. There are these new geofencing wearables that are built off of the old Fitbits. Remember the Fitbits? Everybody wanted a Fitbit. At my old job, they wanted everybody to wear a Fitbit. And then they would reward you if you would walk on your lunch break instead of eat at McDonald's or something. But anyway, these new uh, geofencing wearables want to keep people safe and distance and track in various work and collective environments. And they're normalizing this in schools, too. So, I mean, yeah, is this a good thing? I mean, why do they give a shit about whether we get sick or not? Like, everybody catches a cold. Everybody gets sick. But what is this? these sensors and these 5G smart environments and 5G cities. And I just drove by a city the other day. It called themselves the gigabit city of the world. This tiny little town in the middle of nowhere, the gigabit city town. I don't even know what that means, but it didn't sit right with me. I did some research and they have the most 5G towers in the area. They're this tiny little town in the middle of the country. In the country, I mean out in the country, Midwest. So I was like, what the hell is that about? But anyway, I think I have rambled enough about this, but I wanted to read you a tweet from Allison McDowell, and it says, the next phase of empire is biodigital. Biodigital engineering will be logged on blockchain. 
Invaders view life as a computing substrate. Life is programmed for imperial purposes. Legacies of colonization and domination are key. Ignore that and you've missed everything. So I will leave you with that to do your critical thinking. Thank you so much for listening to me rant. I hope you learned something and I will see you very soon.